0: good we have some visitors in the back row today the gemmels are back good to see you we've missed you they're not really visitors bob and linda oh here we go hello and who's that behind you that's phyllis welcome it's really good to see everybody as COVID has been happening um and as the weeks go by and we see more and more of our people it's great to see you all we're glad you're here Uh, Just a few announcements. Um, Let me tell you, if you don't have a Sunday School class, I'm telling you, I am thankful for my Sunday School class. Thank you, Joanna. We also have two other classes. If you do not attend, why not? You're already here. You might as well come to Sunday School. It's only an hour before. That's my plug-in for Sunday School, Okay. All right, so be there, 930. Also, um, it looks like we still are in need of a couple of people who can work in the nursery. Um, I know that that might sound scary to some of you, but I promise the kids are so cute. They really are cute. Uh, So if you can help, okay, don't listen to the parents or grandparents of those cute little babies. They're cute. Uh, So if you can help, go ahead and call the church office or you can talk to Beth today. And then also we have a couple of announcements from Julie regarding the pastoral candidate
1: good morning this is, is going to be an exciting week on saturday at six o'clock we're going to have a meet and greet here with our um, pastoral candidate and his family um, his do- youngest daughter will be with him um, we will be meeting in here There will be snacks provided and then on sunday morning he will be doing the service for us um, we're excited to hear him preach and then on the next sunday so two weeks from today we will be voting Um, keep in mind that along the way on that Saturday before the prayer vigil will be going on so please sign up for that Um, in your bulletin by the way there is a half sheet of paper or quarter sheet that um, if you have a question that you would like to ask during the meet and greet um, you can write it down and then either put it in the door uh, basket on the office or the basket in the back of the church and we will get those and then that Two weeks from today we'll be also voting our regular church voting did i forget anything i I didn't write it down oh okay so um the basket in the back or the table in the back if you would just leave it there um, that would work and we will go through them pastor mike will be doing all the questions um, from the front and so i'm thankful i don't have to do that too (laughs)
0: Did you get all that? Because I don't know that I got all that. But don't worry, if you are in the loop, I will send you reminders as we get closer. Um, and also you can go to your bullets in, okay? So who's ready for worship this morning? I am. So I told you last week, we, you know, the last few weeks have been a little bit different. A couple of our members are recovering from COVID and then today we have a few more out on vacation so next week we'll be back to normal but this week we are going old school Nazarene on you who's excited for that all right all right so we're going to praise the Lord so why don't you all stand and uh, I did let you uh, pick all the songs and I was excited about the songs that you chose so we did pick a few of them and uh, we hope in the coming weeks to pick a few more all right amen
2: Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing His mercy and His grace. In the mansion's bright and blessed, He'll prepare for us a place. When we all When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be! When we. serving every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory will the toils of life repay. When we all all get get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Soon his beauty will be old. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be! that again victory. when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus we'll sing and shout the victory
0: give the Lord a praise that is a wonderful thing I do long for the day that we get to be with Jesus in heaven, don't you? Yeah. Amen.
2: What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to care. God in prayer Oh What What peace peace We often often fall Taken and shield thee thou will find a solace there we do have a friend in jesus
0: he walks with us he talks with us he tells us that we are his own this is one of my absolute favorites i don't know who suggested it but i love it it's a good one
2: to He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet. Tells me I am his own and the joy.
0: This next song, we probably haven't sang this in a very long time, and Psalm 86.10 says, You are great, and you do marvelous deeds. You alone are God, how great thou art.
2: two This last verse. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy!
0: might recognize this chorus we used to sing it back on Gulf Road I don't know that we've seen it here come Holy Spirit God's people said amen you may be seated
3: I'd like us to, um, to pray together and you don't have to pray out loud and you don't have to pray silently if you want to pray out loud it's all right I just know that that's not something that we do a lot but it'd be okay it's not a problem if you do that and uh, there's lots of things in our lives. There's lots of things in our world. And there's a really important thing coming up in our church. And that's next, next week. You'll get to meet the pastoral candidate. And then a week after that, vote. And uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that after prayer. There's a time when you can come together and pray also. And that's really important. But let's just uh, come before God this morning. Father in heaven, we come into your presence with thanksgiving and with praise. And we wouldn't want to be anywhere else but with your people in your house on this, your day. And, Lord, there are people who continue to battle with COVID in our church. We lift them up, ask for strength and encouragement and peace and healing. And then, Lord, I come on behalf of our country, and it seems like we're uh, we're at odds with the other. One half is at odds with the other half. And, Lord, help us who follow you help us who follow you to keep our eyes on you lord i ask that you'll be with me this morning as i uh, look at your word may what people hear be not what i say but what you want them to hear and i ask this in i ask this in your name amen we were uh, we, we sang that song um that goes, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. I heard the story of, of a boy who came to church for the first time back in the day when they just had hymn books. And the you, you, same songs, but they weren't on the screen. And he didn't read, but he listened to the songs. And, and uh, on the way home from church, the family that had invited him said, did you learn anything about Jesus today? He goes, Jesus? No? But there's a guy named Andy I'd sure like to get to know. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. <laughs> there are some things in the worship folder that I'd like to go over with you because they're all very important. And I think it'll help me to just walk you through. First, let's start with the prayer vigil schedule. And that's the sheet. looks like this. It's just a... And then there's three things in there. I'll go over all of them. The prayer vigil is Saturday, May 15th. Now, what we want you to do with this sheet is to indicate which one you will be participating in. Uh, We had there was a little girl in the church that we started in Florida. Her name was Tara and uh, she was five years old and selling things from school. And she sold more than anybody else because she would go knock on a door when you could knock on doors. And she would hold up the box of candy, and she would say, how many boxes do you want to buy? She never gave him an option, would you like to buy a box of candy? And I'm saying, which of these will you be signing up for? Because I'm positive that you want to be in prayer for this, this very important moment. And so the people whose names you see are not the first ones to sign up they are going to be the leaders of that hour, the facilitators of that hour. So if you could uh, circle one of those hours, put your name on here, that would help us. Uh, We'll have a chance to do that again next week. And then if you have a question for the pastoral candidate, uh, you can fill that out and put that in the offering basket or whatever. And please put your name on that. And then we'll consolidate those uh, and pick out the ones that we can. There might be more than what we can ask all of. And then one more thing about the prayer vigil. This one is a, a card. If you, um, if you have a special request, we're not only going to be praying for the selection of the pastor. We want to be praying for our church. And so if you have a special request in your family, then write that down, and we'll be praying for that. And if it's an unspoken request, you can write that also. So I just wanted to, just wanted to go over those things with you. Uh, in 2003... My, my, I had a dream come true. We bought a house right on a golf course. It was fantastic. I loved it. And so for many years, for many years, ever since 2003 and even now, we just moved to the other side of the golf course about six months ago. So we're still right by the golf course. Uh, for many years, I would have this special membership that I found out later. I was the only one who had it. And it was kind of, a, it was kind of a, something that worked for me. And I'd go out every morning at daybreak and walk nine holes and pray the Lord's Prayer. And I don't know how I got into the habit of praying the Lord's Prayer. I never prayed that God would help my golf shot. Because I really felt like he put those laws in place, the laws of physics, a long time ago. And I couldn't think of any good reason why he would break his own laws for my golf shot. Because... At that stage, he would have had to break a lot of his laws. But I really began to pray the Lord's Prayer as I was going through those that time in the morning. I was the only one out there, me and the greenskeeper. We got to be good friends. I'd go through it, and I'd pray, stop, I'd pray, I'd stop, and I'd pray. But I've noticed something different when we prayed in unison. And so this is what I've noticed. Maybe you've noticed, too, that when we get to a certain spot, in some settings, especially when there's people from a lot of different churches, it seems like there's a pause. Now, just to set the stage for this, in the, in the Apostles' Creed, there's a part that talks about the Catholic Church, You know, but that means it's a small C, which means the universal church. So I was at a Lutheran church for a funeral of a, of, of a friend of mine's mother, and uh, there was a guy behind me, and they had the Apostles' Creed. We, we went through that. And uh, he was going along, and then he got to the word Catholic, and he stopped and didn't say anything and picked it back up after that. And I heard him say to his wife after that, I'm not going to say Catholic, I'm Lutheran. <laughs> well, this spot in the Lord's Prayer, if you have a bunch of people together from different backgrounds, there's always kind of a pause. It goes, You don't have to say it with me. It goes, Our Father, who is in heaven... Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, debt, sins. Those are all three things that people have said. And sometimes people are like my Lutheran neighbor behind me. He doesn't want to say the other because another group says it. So I'm not going to say that because that's what they say, and I don't believe that. But the truth is, well, let's see what the Bible says. First of all, Matthew uses the word debt. In Matthew 6, 12, it says, Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And to the debt, the debt is to God, the debt is to others. God, forgive us our debt to you. God, forgive us our debt to others. But Matthew's audience had a strong sense of that word debt because of the idea of a debtor's prison. You or somebody you know has maybe had to declare bankruptcy, but you didn't go to prison. In those days, if you didn't pay your bills, the person you owed them to could have you locked up, debtor's prison. And the only way out was either pay, and you couldn't work anymore, or the person had to forgive the debt. And so Matthew used the word debt, and he said, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. There's a guy named Tyndale who, uh, you've probably heard the name, but you might not know too much about him. He's the one that started using the word trespasses. He's the first one who translated the Bible in, from, uh, from Greek and Hebrew into English. And so the Tyndale Bible was out there, and and he wrote in in Matthew, he didn't use the word word debt, he used the word trespasses. And so a lot of us got familiar with that, and we don't even know why, and it's not maybe in some of the versions that we read now. But this idea of trespass, forgive us our trespasses. Have you ever seen a sign that says, no trespassers allowed? And, And what's that mean? Don't go there. Don't go there. And uh, if you're a 12 or 13 year old kid and you see a sign that says no trespassers allowed and you go, hmm, I wonder what that means. What's back there? That's kind of interesting. Why would they not want me there? But it's the idea of forgive us when we have gone into forbidden places. That's what the trespasses is there. And then Luke, is the one who actually uses the word sin. And he said, forgive us our sins, as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. So who's right? Is it Matthew, Tyndale, or Luke? Well, both? Yeah, they actually all mean the same thing. And and the reason we know that is because of what follows in Matthew Right after the Lord's Prayer, and Matthew then gives definition to that debt forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. He says in Matthew, Jesus said, For, and this is right after the Lord's Prayer, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will will not forgive your sins. So dead trespasses and sin, they're all the basic same things. And so what I want to do this morning is talk about sin. Uh, there's a, I don't know this story. I read it somewhere because Calvin Coolidge was president long before I lived. Uh, but some of you might remember him. But uh, I, I heard that he, wasn't, he didn't talk a lot. And one day his wife was sick on Sunday morning and uh didn't get to go to church with him and so he went and went to church and he came home and his wife said was church good yeah what did the preacher talk about sin what did he say about it he was against it and so i want to talk about sin and mistakes i want to talk about sin now the word sin uh it's a it, it literally means to miss the mark and um Get in mind uh, if you've ever done any shooting with a gun or with a bow and arrow, uh, and you have a target in front of you. And you have decided, you and whoever else is with you, what is the target. And so, in this idea of sin means to miss the mark, but it actually means to aim at a different target. Because God sets the mark, and he says, this is the target, this is the target, and you say, I don't want to shoot at that target. I'm going to shoot at this target. So you miss the target. You miss the mark. And sin means to miss the mark. And he wants us to aim towards the things that are good for us and good for others and good for everything around us. And so he's saying, here, 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 here's the target. And, and, and sin says, ah, I like this one better. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go in this direction. So sin, and, and then I'm going to talk some more about mistakes in a little bit. So sin is when God says, I want you to live this way. And he, and he might name something like the fruits of the Spirit. I want you to grow the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. I was with you, God, until that one. I, I'm just, I'm not sure I can do that. I'm going to aim at this one. That's, that's what we do with sin. James goes on. And he says that sin is knowing what to do and choosing not to do it. And so in James 4, verse 17, if anyone, now, just a point of reference here. This is one of those spots in the Bible that you've got to look at closely. Because it says, if anyone, that's one of those places that means everybody, without exception not sometimes, always. If anyone, and and those kind of phrases are throughout the New Testament, and uh, there's no way around them. There's no way of saying, yeah, but uh," no, God says, if anyone, and James says, God says through James, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And I think it's, fair to say. You could also say if anyone knows the bad they shouldn't do and then does it, it's sin for them. You get the idea. That sin is when we, we know what we're doing. We just, we just, we just we know the mark is right here and we decide to shoot over there. And we say, I don't like that target. Now, isn't that kind of silly? How could you not like a target that God has set up? I mean, can you imagine God have us aiming at something that wasn't good for us? But there's a lot of people who just hate the word sin, and they don't even know what it means. And they hate the word sinner. And in fact, in our, in fact if, if people evil, in our culture, if a lot of people discover that the church actually talks about sin, we're going to be canceled. As if we haven't already been canceled, and they don't even know why. Jesus said that when you walk in the light, be ready because the darkness hates the light. So it's not a matter of what somebody else says. God who created us, he says this is the target that is good. And sins according to James is if we know where the target is and we don't do it, we don't shoot that way, we don't aim that way, it sins. So does this mean if we don't know something is good or bad and we do it it's not a sin what do they call that jailhouse lawyers you know they're always trying to find a way around things I'm not sure if that's the expression or not does this mean that if we don't know what it is it's not a sin well and this is where we have to leave this in God's hands it all comes down to our motives You see, there are people who don't know the target that God sets. They've never read the Bible. They've never seen the Bible. But there is the Holy Spirit at work throughout the world. And in in our stream of of Christianity, which is a pretty large stream, a lot of people believe this way, there's, there's this thing called prevenient grace that goes out. It's God's Spirit going out and talking to people and pulling them to him, and they don't even know who he is. And so if there's something that we have decided to do and our motives were for our good, regardless of what it costs somebody else, then yes, it's a sin. It goes back to our motives in that point. And if our motive was... I don't care what good for them. I don't care about them. Then that's a sin, even if they've not heard about God because God's spirit is out there talking and wooing and bringing people towards him. And then Paul goes on in Romans and he tells us this, that in spite of the fact that God will forgive us, we still should not seek to sin. And uh, back <laughs> growing up in the church uh, in the 60s, in this, in a small town, I mean, small town of four or 500 people. And there was a pastor in the area who had made a trip to Chicago, not a Nazarene pastor, not my dad. (laughs) And uh, he came back and he told people um, that while he was there, he went to a bunch of strip joints and things like that just to find out what he should pray for people about. No, nobody believed that. Nobody believed that. He must have been seen. That's maybe what he came up with. I don't know. But Paul says, and and his idea was that, well, even if I've done this, I know God will forgive me because I was trying to find this out. Paul says this in Romans Romans 6, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? Because God is gracious to us. He forgives sin. And wouldn't it, we want God's grace to increase. So we'll just go ahead and sin because we want God to have more grace opportunities. God has a lot of grace opportunities. Paul Paul says, by no means. And Kids a few years ago, would have, they wouldn't have said, by no means, they would have said, duh. That's what it means, by no means, duh. We are those who have died to sin. So how can we live it any longer? Why would we want to? And that brings up the question about this whole idea of the, the Lord's Prayer. Because Jesus had a way of communicating that the disciples had never seen. And they hang, we were hanging around with him for several years and or months. Or, and finally, somebody said, can you teach us to pray? And Jesus said, okay, when you pray, pray like this. Now, that was not a prayer given to repeat together in unison at a church service once in a while. It's not a bad thing to do that. In fact, that's a good thing. That was a model prayer. He says, when you pray, pray like like this. And in that passage, he's talking to his disciples, and he says, give us our daily bread and forgive us our sins, debts, or trespasses, (laughs) as we forgive those who trespass, owe money to us, or something to us, or sin against us. So why would Jesus, in the model prayer, Throw in that idea that even followers of God at times need to ask forgiveness of their sins. Because you do not have to sin. But when you do, seek forgiveness. And sometimes we get get so caught up in things that have nothing to do with the real walk of Christ that some people say, well, I can't help but sin. And other people say, I'll never sin. And the fact is, forget that argument. When sin comes into your life, talk it over with God. So, um, should we go on sinning by no means? Now, let's talk about mistakes for a minute. Um, mistakes imply that something was done unintentionally. And for example, some legitimate mistakes might be, and this might have happened to you or maybe happened to me. I'm not saying this isn't confession time. But maybe you made a mistake and turned down the wrong way on a wine wash street. Now that's a mistake with consequences, right? Okay, that's a legitimate mistake. And just try telling the officer. I didn't know. Okay, it's also a mistake if you're a coffee drinker, Actually, it did happen to me. I didn't tell the officer. I told my wife. She said, this is one way. <laughs> so here's another one that might be a legitimate mistake. If you're a coffee drinker and you're at a restaurant, and you're talking to somebody, and by mistake, you pick up the salt shaker and pour it in your coffee. That's a mistake. And when you drink it, you know it's a mistake. It has consequences. You've ruined your coffee. And it might be a mistake that you uh, forget someone's name. Uh, That's not a sin. That's just a mistake. And then it might be a mistake if you you can't misspell a word. I had that mistake in sixth grade. Um, I don't know what I did wrong, but I've never failed a class, a whole class. And I failed spelling consistently in that. And uh, so thank goodness that wasn't a sin, it was just a mistake. However, sometimes you need to acknowledge a mistake and sometimes it doesn't matter. So if we we make a mistake and we humiliate someone or we hurt something or we hurt somebody and then we decide not to say anything about it, not to correct it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to acknowledge it. Then it's moved into the realm of sin. For example, now I know this is just an extreme example, just an extreme example. But let's say that there was a, somebody who, whose job, a guy whose job got him outside where it was often in the mud and it was a construction job and there was a lot of dirt. And this particular week, he had to work 100 hours a week, and it was wet and muddy, and finally he got home one night, and his wife had just cleaned the kitchen floor. And you see, there's the mistake. She should have never cleaned the kitchen floor knowing that he was coming in. And so he walks in the back door, and she goes, oh, I just cleaned the floor. Can't you take your shoes off out there? And he's tired, and he's eh, frustrated, and he's dirty, and he says, he says what he's never said before. He said, bite the wall, woman. Now, that's not me. I did drive the wrong way on one way street. I never told Canada to bite the wall. <laughs> She'd say, what'd you say? <laughs> She's little, but she has. A, she could probably pack a powerful punch if she wanted to. But he stomps off, he goes to bed, and he gets up the next morning, and whether he's a believer or not, something comes to him and says, and the something would be the Holy Spirit, that's not a way to treat your wife. And if in essence he says, to the Holy Spirit, even though he might not know it's the Holy Spirit, bite the wall, it's moved into sin. Mistakes become a sin when we don't want to take responsibility for them. And we don't want to accept the responsibility. So, sometimes um, we are rude, we are insolent, and we are easily offended. It might not be all the time, but some of the time. And sometimes we just say, I can't help it. That's the way I am. And so we just go on making those same mistakes. I can't help it. That's the way I am. That's moved from a mistake to a sin. That's the way I am. It just means I don't care anymore. And when we stop caring, that's not not the target. That's not the target of God. That doesn't reflect God. In recent years, uh, several politicians have had affairs with staffers, and it's become big news only because they got caught. It was always big news to their family before they got caught. And they said, oh, oh, that was just a mistake. That was just a mistake. In fact, you could probably even, you could probably even Google this. What politicians in the past 10 years have said, I had an affair with my, with my staffer and it was a mistake. Men and women both. That's, it's, it's just a mistake. One of these politicians even had an affair while his wife was dying of cancer. An affair is not unintentional. It's not a mistake. God has set a target of what he knows is the, the best way, the best way, the best way for a family, the healthiest way for a family. Now, sometimes when a person is involved in something, in a sinful act, how they acknowledge it should be done in a way that doesn't create more harm, right? And there was a revival, and there was... uh, somebody who came up to the pastor after the revival and said, this is, this is not me, this is not me. Came up to the pastor after the revival and said, I need you to go with me tomorrow. Meet me at this house at 4 o'clock. I said, okay. And the guy knocked on the door with the pastor, another man from this guy somewhere where there was a connection between him, said, I need to tell you I've been having an affair with your wife. Okay. The idea of seeking forgiveness needs to be done from prayer. When you have to seek forgiveness, you start first with God, and then you let the Holy Spirit guide you. So this is, this is things that are real-life things. And then with sin, when sin comes in, we need to accept the responsibility for the debts that creates. Why would we be indebted to God? Why would we be indebted to God? Because God who creates us and knows exactly what's best for us. See, the idea is the debt. I owe God a debt because he called me to a place to live, to live a life that is pleasing to him, reflects him. And I have chosen, I have I've, I've tarnished his name. You know, you know Alexander the Great. I don't know if you know how, how much you know about him, but he was literally a world conqueror like in his early 30s. And um, one time a, a man who was about 12 years younger than him was brought to him because he had deserted. And that was a capital offense, to desert the army. And Alexander said to him, after he heard the story and how there was mitigating circumstances, he said to him, what's your name? And the young soldier said, Alexander. And Alexander said, what did you say? He said, Alexander. And Alexander was offended that somebody with the name of Alexander would act like that. Now, God's not offended that somebody with the name of Christ, he's hurt. And so we have a debt to him because he's given us the best ways. And we've said, I don't care. Well, I can't help it. That's just the way I am. So that's, that's why we just, you know, sin creates a debt to God or to God and somebody else. That's what sin does. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer, and I've already mentioned that the Lord's Prayer was, is not a quick, let's all pray it in unison together so many times in so many different places. That's a good thing. But it was meant as a guide to pray. When you pray, Pray like this. That's how the words begin. And so you can take each phrase. Our Father, Spend a lot of time there, who is in heaven, hallowed, holy be your name, sacred be your name, your kingdom come. Boy, that's a good thing to keep in mind right now because we've got to remember we walk in the kingdom of God, but we live somewhere else. And each phrase, and each phrase, and each phrase. So when you come to the part that after, give us our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, debts, or trespasses, whatever your personal preference is, here's some things to keep in mind. And um, as, I, as we close this morning, we're going we're to pray the Lord's Prayer together, right up until that, and give us our daily bread, and and we're going to stop. And, I, and I'm going to invite you to think how God might want to talk with you at some point, at that point. So here's a few things to keep in mind. see, as, as you, you you, The Lord's Prayer was meant to be taken in and used and moved around. And So at that point, you could say, and forgive us our sins. And then as we forgive those who forgive or who have sinned against us you could say god is there someone i need to forgive that i haven't is there something in my life that irritated me this week that somebody did that i need to forgive them or you might say father is there someone i need to ask forgiveness of or you might say father is there someone whose mistakes i have responded to as if they are sins You understand what I'm saying with that? Sometimes people do something as a mistake, and we take it as a personal front, as if it was a sin, so we could pray that way. Is there someone who I have sinned against and keep trying to convince myself it's a mistake? Or is there someone who I have sinned against and keep trying to convince, convince myself it was really their sin? So you see, what I'm saying is, in this Lord's Prayer, and uh, I, I, I wasn't sure exactly how long I would be with you and how long I would be a part of your church and during this transition. And, uh, and, I, and I, I, I thought, I want to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Which one do I want to talk about most? And I thought it was this one. And so, But there's all kinds of things that goes, that goes on in here. And so what we're going to do, just to remind you, in a, in a second we're going to stand together and we're going to start to pray the Lord's Prayer. And then when we get to the part where it says, give us our daily bread and forgive us our... We're just going to let you carry that on in your heart and your mind. And you, you know what God might say to you? You're good. You're good. And what he might say to you is something that you hadn't thought about. Ah, God, thank you. Thank you. So let's stand, and we'll pray together, and um, join together in prayer, and then the worship team will close in prayer. Join me. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread, and forgive us our... You just continue on with prayer at that point, in your heart, in your mind. Father, as... um, This whole group is talking to you. We've opened ourselves up to your search. Help us to not fear it. Help us to welcome it. And if there is something about this forgiveness thing, show us. We're listening.
2: Yeah. peace.